What makes a great leader great? How do we create a high-performing team? And when we say leader, we mean everyone, because everyone is leading their own life. Will yours be a life by design or a life by default? Those are the big questions, and this podcast will answer them. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast, where we help you apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, because great leaders will produce great results. We welcome you to this Becoming Your Best Global Leadership podcast today. This is Steve Schallenberger, and we are talking about the Transformation Challenge. And last week, Rob did a terrific job and podcast on introducing the Transformation Challenge, uh, what it is and how to use it. And Rob invited you to do three things. Get the book, read the book, and take the challenge. Uh, and I would add one more to that, invite others to take the challenge with you. Give them the book as a gift and help people in your lives learn this transformational skill from good to better and better to best. Now, a friend of mine, Gardner Russell, once shared with me the story of two older ladies driving down the street. It was Doris and Mabel. And as they were driving along, Mabel was in shotgun and noticed that Doris ran a red light. Whoa, she was upset and concerned, but didn't really say much. And then she ran another red light. Well, now Mabel was really on the edge of her seat there. And when Doris ran a third red light, she looked right over at her and proclaimed, she said, Doris, you have just run three red lights in a row. <laughs> And Doris looked right back and said, well, Mabel, I thought you were driving. <laughs> well, you know, it's nice to really know what the problem is. And once we know what the problem is, we can really solve the problem. And so as we think about the six steps of solving problems, of the transformation of taking things from good to better and better to best, we're going to go ahead today and talk about the first step of the six. And in the coming weeks, we'll spend one podcast on each one of the six steps, building upon Rob's overall introduction uh, this last week. So imagine this, uh, that as you think about your situation and an introduction to this process, let's use an example that Really, I think most people can relate to in one way or another. Uh, even in this brief example, you'll quickly see how you can approach any issue differently from how the masses do. Uh, so here we go. Imagine that one morning you're looking at your body in the mirror <laughs> and you think to yourself, well, I want to look and feel better. I feel overweight. Uh, I feel sluggish. Uh, low on energy. I'm not in the shape I used to be, and I'm kind of disgusted with this. And I need to do something to change and get healthier. So does that sound familiar? <laughs> and if not, you surely know someone who has maybe felt that way. Well, we've identified the problem. Now, 
how would you go about solving it? Because we hear this all the time in our seminars as we work with organizations to or people to pick an issue and then work through it. This is one of the big ones that frequently comes up. Well, with no process to guide you, default human nature takes over. And the responses and reactions that we just discussed will manifest themselves over and over. So you might set a New Year's resolution hoping that health gets better. Or maybe you get a step further and say, well, you know, next week I'm, I'm going to start exercising and eating healthier. And then I'll begin to lose weight and I won't feel so tired. Well, you can already sense what's wrong. And thinking this way jumps from the problem, uh, I'm unhealthy and out of shape and run down, directly to the so-called solution, which is I'll become healthy and get in shape, completely ignoring what comes in between. And that rarely, if ever, works. As Rob pointed out in the podcast last week, that is why approximately 85% of New Year's resolutions are broken by January 15th. (laughs) Well, without a clear plan, nothing changes. So when you take the transformation challenge and you use the six-step process, you always start with the vision. In other words, you identify your desired outcome first. Now, this kind of seems counterintuitive because the problem is the thing you want to resolve. And the problem might have been the reason the it's the pain point uh, that gets your attention and brings you to the table of wanting to change. So remember, when you focus on the problem, you're really putting yourself and your team into a place of, of negative energy. Uh, and when discussion centers on the problem, finding positive solution becomes actually much more difficult, if at sometimes not impossible. So inevitably, you want to start looking for what's wrong. That's kind of the impulse, the nature. And almost without realizing it, you get stuck mulling over everything that's wrong with the situation. It's the antithesis to being solution-focused. So looking back uh, as we think about this for a second, Rob talked about Liddy last week, who is our wonderful friend from Rwanda. She is an outstanding woman, a terrific leader. Uh, She uh, helps manage a publishing house. And let's just talk about her situation, because for a second, let's just set aside the current looming problem and ask yourself, what end result am I looking for? So your mental reality will precede the physical reality. As we look back to our friend Liddy's case, uh, she had spent years thinking about all the reasons why she couldn't build a school in Rwanda. The timing wasn't right. I didn't have the money. Uh, I didn't have the energy, whatever it was. But she was focused on the problem. Uh, This effect becomes magnified within us within a team, because focusing on the problem can devolve into a complaint session, which isn't productive and leaves morale low and certainly the climate unsatisfying. So as we, as you lead your life or team, successful leaders shift the playing field from the problem to the vision. 
And the vision changes the entire tone and feeling. So back to our scenario, you want to look and feel healthier. So let's see how focusing on the problem tends to poison the well. If you constantly think about how overweight you are, the low energy or fatigue or out of shape, or how many times you failed at getting it right, you may even realize that you're letting your thoughts wallow into a stagnant pool of negative energy. And these thoughts are like parasites, draining your enthusiasm to change and your belief in your ability to improve. And so generally, it's hard to escape from that type of a place. And <laughs> what a depressing thought anyhow. In this scenario, what if you started with the vision to feel healthy, vibrant, and full of energy? And with just a few words, you can already feel a difference simply by shifting the problem. So being low on energy and overweight to the vision of being healthy, vibrant, and full of energy. Everything's shifted. The entire feeling is different. And imagine how that amplifies within a team scenario. And once you articulate your vision, your destination, you can use the additional steps of the six-step process to help you establish a clear way forward and a detailed plan to get there. And when you apply the remainder of the six-step process, it actually stokes excitement and hope. So through the six-step process, it's not the first, you know, even though this first, the six-step process is not the first problem-solving process, it is one designed to solve any problem or address any opportunity that you encounter. Uh, it is true it started as a methodology specifically for those in business and organizations. But we found through our experience that it could be applied just as effectively in your personal life as in your organization. I mean, we're talking about with your children. A 10-year-old can do this. This is how powerful we found it to be. Or a sophisticated large organization with a billion-dollar program or problem or opportunity can use it just as well. So we have spent years researching these other processes and, and, and my own desire to become really great at it. I've, I've read scores of books on this subject, uh, but nothing else we've seen is so versatile, simple, or powerful to achieve true results. So just like Lydia applied it, uh, she shifted her vision is to have successful schools that transform lives and give people hope. Wow, as soon as she got to that point, she applied the rest of the six steps and started finding the way forward. Well, you can do the same thing. We'll be right back to our episode. Myth number one is starting with the problem and trying to problem solve. Okay. So why is that a myth? Well, you already know what the problem is because likely it's causing stress, <laughs> causing you to wake up in the middle of the night, causing an upset stomach, or even costing you money and you know it. So myth number one is the problem is the best place to start. 
Well, that's exactly the wrong place to start. The problem with the problem is it is already broken. <laughs> and so the real question is how do we do something about it? And that, my friends, is the transformation challenge. It is a deep in the gut resolve to take action now to get going. So how do I do that if I'm discouraged, overwhelmed, ticked off, or, <laughs> or not sure which direction to go? The answer and the solution to this myth is that leaders shift the playing field to the desired outcome, the vision. This is where we want to go. And this instantly changes your entire perspective. To shift to the vision is liberating, encouraging, a relief, and instantly provides hope and an inspiring starting point. So regardless of the situation, be it personal with your team, spouse, family, or with your organization, the next time you have a problem or an opportunity, exercise leadership and ask yourself and others, what are we trying to accomplish? What is the vision? So one of the things you can do about this is that you can get the transformation, transformation challenge, the six steps to problem solving. One person uh, that read this and has been applying it said, listen, this is the number one guide in the world, the problem solving. Well, I'll tell you, from my perspective, I agree with that. And so you can start applying this now. One of the ways you can do this is get the book, read it, and start the application today. Just start with step one. And you can do that by going to thetransformationchallenge.com uh, and get the book free. All you have to do is take care of the shipping and handling. We'll take care of the cost of the book. Okay, now back to the remainder of our podcast. Now back to the podcast. So imagine this. You're the manager of a team, and sales have been declining for the past five months. So how would you respond? Most managers in this situation might call a meeting and go right to the problem. Why have sales been declining for the last five months? Well, here's a different situation. Let's say that you discover that a son or a daughter crept out at night to experiment with drugs or alcohol for the first time. So how might you respond if that's your child? Well, most parents would absolutely lose it, fly off the handle and go straight to the problem like a guided missile. <laughs> we can't trust you anymore. Why did you sneak out uh, to do this? and so forth. And if you do it again, you are in big trouble. So as we mentioned in this previous segment here, the problem is, is the exact wrong place to start. And instead, the most successful people and leaders shift the playing field from the problem to the vision. And the vision is the right place to start every time. So think about the difference between these two starting points. What kind of energy emanates from the problem? Well, it's typically negative, could be contentious, and poisonous to effectively solve the problem. On the other hand, 
What kind of energy pulsates from the vision? Well, it radiates with a positive energy. It's uplifting, inspiring, hopeful, and a place where solutions seem to organically bloom. The vision is an empowering place to start. But in today's world, the most common response is to go straight to the problem. And this is the reason that the transformation challenge starts focusing on the problem, excuse me, <laughs> starts focusing on the vision and not the problem. So what is the vision exactly? Well, it's the high-level desired outcome. The vision is really not even a goal because it doesn't need to be specific or measurable. That, that part comes later. The vision is a focus beyond the obstacles and doubts and seeing where you want to be. And that's precisely why the vision is exciting. It drives you and it gets, you, gets other people involved and aligned when working with a team. So when we facilitate a planning and execution workshop for an organization, participants often ask us, should I start using our company vision to start the six-step process? Or should I develop a vision for this particular issue? Well, in this case, the answer is usually to develop a vision for whatever issue you choose for the transformation challenge. So whether you use the six-step process as a company, a team, in a marriage, or personally, the vision should apply to the specific issue that you're focusing on now. In other words, the issue that you want to improve. And with that in mind, let's revisit the declining sales scenario at the beginning of this part that I've talked about. And we imagine that a manager might start with the problem by calling a meeting to figure out why sales have been declining for the past five months and then try to figure out how to fix it. Suppose, however, that this manager applies the six-step process to the challenge instead of using the standard fly-by-the-seat-of-the-pants response. Rather than the problem of declining sales, the first step would be to determine the vision for the sales team. And so while it's true that the company or team may have an overall vision for the company or department, in this case, our manager or leader should focus on a specific vision. And in our scenario, the manager might come up with this vision as an example. To be part of a great team and have a record sales year. He or she may even refine it after discussing it with the team. So ultimately, maybe it gets refined in this way. Have an outstanding sales team that surpasses our sales goals and is the premier sales team in the entire organization. Wow, can you feel the difference in that approach? Which manager would you rather work with? The manager, or in this case, really the leader who starts the meeting with, all right, sales have been declining and it needs to stop. We need to figure out this and reverse the trend. Or, all right, team, our vision is to have an outstanding sales team that surpasses our sales goals and is the premier sales team in the entire organization. Now, 
over the past five months, and now you're started. When you start with the vision, it takes your eyes way beyond the obstacles and fo- focuses them on the exhilaration of the finish line. And in this case, instead of starting with the, vi- the problem itself, This particular leader has established the vision or high-level desired outcome for this issue. This immediately paints the picture of the desired direction for the entire team. Okay, now let's revisit the second scenario we just talked about where you discover that your child is snuck out of the house at night and dabbling in drugs or alcohol. So, How you handle this situation could be an absolute critical juncture in your relationship that will have an impact for years to come, if not a lifetime. And as a parent, you might be tempted to start yelling, fly off the handle, ground your son or daughter, or ask them, why would you do such a thing? Don't you know the impact this will have on your life? I just can't believe you'd violate our trust. Well, In the emotion of hot blood, this can certainly be difficult to shift the playing field to the vision and thoughtfully walk through the six-step process. So what vision would you formulate before sitting down with your child to talk? Well, one option would be to have an outstanding relationship with my son or daughter, with Billy or Jane or to have a high trust level where we can count on each other to tell the truth through thick and thin. Well, this immediately changes the tone of the coming discussion, transporting parent and child to a place of hope and positive energy. And as you'll see in the upcoming steps, you aren't ignoring the issue or the problem. You're simply shifting the starting point of the discussion of the vision. And this has all of the impact in the world of what you really want. Uh, Some people may say, well, is this difficult to do? Well, if you really step back and just say, no, what do I really want to get out of this? What's our, you know, where do we, where do we, what do we hope to do? Where do we want to be? These kind of questions helps you shift the playing field as the leader and always ask yourself this, what really inspires me? What inspires the group? And it is this that gives you the inspired vision. Now in the book, we use five different case studies or examples that are real life examples that will help you do this. Well, this is it today. I too join Rob in inviting you to action now. There's three things that you can do. Get the book. And we mentioned that you can go to the transformationchallenge.com and you can get it for free. Just you pay for the shipping and handling, we'll cover the cost of the book. And not only that, when you do that, you'll see as you go through that, that you'll be able to have access to immediately a free quick start guide on the transformation challenge. It's a PDF that you can download immediately. Step two is just read the book. Start going through it. Uh, Get the feel, the inspiration from the other examples of the people that did this, and you'll say, this is doable. And number three, 
Just take the transformation challenge, uh, this gut down resolve, uh, gut deep in your gut resolve to get after it, to take action, and invite others to join you in this process. Help lift your entire family, team, and organizational culture as people become great as sol- at solving problems and, and developing opportunities that are transformational, that make better lives, that changes the world for good. Make this process a reflex, and, and you'll find that you're making a difference every single day. That's what great leadership is. That's what leaders do. And this leads really to great results. This is Steve Schallenberger with Becoming Your Best Global Leadership, wishing you a great day. Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life, in your family, or in your organization? Call us today at 888-690-8764 to speak with a helpful representative to evaluate your situation and how we can help. Or you can visit becomingyourbest.com. Whether it's a corporate training event, keynote, workshop, trainer certification, or personal coaching, it would be our pleasure to serve your needs. Once again, call 888-690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.